right, welcome to another episode of What Does It Take? Today I have Elizabeth Gutierrez and Staff Sergeant Ryan Green with us today to talk about uh, the military. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. good. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So Elizabeth, why don't you start off for us and tell us a little bit about um, who you are and kind of where you're from, if you grew up in Wheeling or you moved here just recently. Um, just give us a little background info about who you are. Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Lisbeth Gutierrez. I am currently a senior at Wheeling High School. I've lived in Wheeling pretty much my whole life. Um, and yeah, I've done multiple clubs and sports at Wheeling. So I'm familiarized with uh, the sports teams and various uh, clubs. So, yeah. Awesome. And uh, Staff Sergeant Green, why don't you give us a, a little bit of background about yourself? Um, so my name is Staff Sergeant Ryan Green. Um, <clears throat> I'm from the East Coast. I'm from uh, Virginia. I grew up in a little town called Newport News. It's uh, on the Eastern Seaboard. Um, I've been in the Marine Corps about, well, going on 14 years. Uh, my background, my job is uh, avionics technician. So I work on like electronics um for airplanes um so i deal with like if like i'm like your normal radio shack type of dude um i could troubleshoot down to to components and all that um so yeah i've been i've been in the wheeling and illinois area for a year and like four or five months um place is great i love i love the illinois people there they're very welcoming so awesome well i'm glad i'm glad you're enjoying your time here with us then um I definitely had no idea that you weren't from the area. So that's, that's pretty cool. You've kind of been around a little bit, um, Virginia. Um, Elizabeth, why don't you tell us kind of what, what got your, what sparked your interest in the military? Yeah. So, um, I have a couple of family members that have been in the military, uh, specifically a cousin that's been in the Marines. So, um, Growing up, I kind of always thought, okay, after high school, college is like a definitive thing that I want to do. It's kind of like a norm. So I was like, okay, it's just kind of, you know, the way of life. I never really saw the side of like having a, going into the military and like living the military life um, until I recently had like a friend join and he was kind of like persuading me and kind of like telling me more about it. And uh, that really just got me hooked on. And I realized that you could have you know, different options and different paths. And it's not just, you know, college. So that's kind of what sparked my interest in the military. And how long ago was that? Was it like a few months ago, a year or two ago? Uh, So it has been, so I enlisted in May, um, but I've been coming to the station here uh, since I believe like February last year. So I've been here (laughs) for like a while. Okay, awesome. So, Sergeant Green, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about how uh, you got involved in it? You said, I think, 14 years you've been in the Marine Corps. Um, why yeah. don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, how that journey started for you. Um, so, the journey is pretty, pretty, pretty easy and straightforward. Um, so, when I was in high school, um, the, the area I grew up with uh, is kind of a inner city type, type uh, thing, type type of neighborhood. Um, I didn't really, and all through high school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. Um, but 
I knew I did not want to go to college, right? I didn't like the structure of school, um, especially I just spent 12 years in school. Um, I'm a pretty smart dude. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not like, you know, I'm a pretty smart dude, I'm pretty intellectual. Um, but at the same time, I knew uh, college, it, it wasn't it for me. Um, my parents would always tell me since I grew up um, that you're going to college, you're going to college, you're going to college. And I, I wanted something different. I wanted something more. I wanted to be a part of something that's bigger than me. Um, so when my recruiter called me, uh, he called me home. Like, I still remember that day to this day. I talk to my recruiter all the time. I still talk to him. He's out of the Marine Corps now. Um, and he called me that day and offered me an opportunity to be a Marine. Um, so I really was like, okay, I'll listen to what you got to say. But I went in it kind of closed-minded as far as like, I really didn't know too much about the Marine Corps. The only thing I saw was like, you know, toys for tots, like the reserves do. And I really didn't know like what the Marine Corps was about. So my Marine, uh, my recruiter came to my house, talked to me. My mom was not on board. My mom was like, no. Um, and, and if you can think back to this time, this was in the heart like yeah. of that war. So my mom was like very skeptical. So like most parents are, um, till I talked to her and I was like, well, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, mom. I don't want to go to college. I don't want to take the, 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 the general college route. So talk to my mom, um, smooth her over after a couple of talking twos. <laughs> she still was skeptical. Um, and I joined the Marine Corps and, uh, end up still going to college while I was in, since I've been in the Marine Corps, I, I have a bachelor's degree in theology. Um, but the only reason I went is because I was like, it's free. Why not take advantage of it? Um, but yeah, I just, I don't really like the, the traditional, you know, structure of school. And I wanted to be something more. Um, and the Marine Corps has given me a path of direction to take in any direction. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a lot of people um, who feel the same way. I kind of had the same uh, similar upbringing with the sense of you're going to college, you're going to college, you're going to college. Um, and I did go to college, uh, but I wasn't really looking forward to it. And I don't think I would have made it through if it wasn't for, for being a wrestler and being on the wrestling team. And um, I'd be probably swinging a hammer somewhere right now. And, and <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. I just, I, I wasn't as interested in school. It was like this thing that I kind of developed skills to be a great student not a great student, but like a good enough student to, to get through. And uh, I could do school all day. I used to say in college, I could do school all day, um, you know, because I knew how to be a student more than I knew how to do anything else. Um, you know, and, and I remember when I first started working, it was like, well, this is way harder than school. <laughs> like, you know, there, there was like, uh, um, it was just different. It was out of my comfort zone for the first time ever because I had done 15 years or whatever of school and, um, you know, so definitely, uh, definitely a lot of different paths out there. So Elizabeth, what do you think are some of the, um, the benefits of going into the military and specifically the Marine Corps that you're looking forward to? Uh, well, college is a big one, uh, the GI Bill and everything like that. Um, I'm really excited for that because I didn't completely cancel out the idea of going to college because I, Still something that I would very much like to pursue. Um, you know, before like I decided to enlist, my plan was to 
you know, uh, go into clinical psychology and attend college. And, you know, I kind of sort of had my own plan. So hopefully, um, you know, I still get to do that while in the Marine Corps with the benefits that they give me. Um, so yeah, I'm also looking forward to, you know, seeing different parts of the world, uh, something that I probably wouldn't be able to do if I wasn't in the military. So yeah, those are just some of the things that I'm looking forward to. All right. Awesome. So it sounds like you still have the ability to go to college. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds like you're, you're excited about possibly traveling. Um, and those are kind of the two tenants that I was hearing in that answer. Um, for, um, you know, I hear people speak about like, oh, the GI Bill is, is really beneficial to people. But, um, you know, I wasn't in the military and it was never really something I thought about. I've heard people speak about it. Could you give me some of the details about what the GI Bill is and the benefits that it has for, um, you know, people that are in the military? Yeah, I can. I think Staff Sergeant Green could take this one. <laughs> I think he definitely knows way more than I do about okay, it. Okay, so, so most uh, traditional Marines um, use the GI Bill um, after they done serving in the Marine Corps. Um, one reason is because while you're in the Marine Corps, um, you're your college is covered 100%, like your tuition is covered, right? Any, any accredited university you wanna attend, um, it's covered while you're in. That's why I was able to get a bachelor's degree from Liberty University um, in theology. Um, so the Montgomery or the post 9-11 GI Bill is what everybody falls under now. Um, the benefit of it is it covers uh, your four years at a traditional school for you to go to college um, and on top of that, the Marine Corps gives you, um, like, they don't, you just served that long time in the Marine Corps, not long time, but you just served your, your enlistment in the Marine Corps. Um, they want you, if you want to pursue college after Marine Corps, like chasing your master's or your, your like PhDs and everything like that, um, then they want you to focus more on that and uh, not have to get like a job to uh, provide for you and your family. Um, so they give you a housing like allowance on top of um, paying for your college at a traditional school um, at, that's accredited. So, I mean, that's the perks for the, for the GI Bill. Um, so most people, that's why I said most people use it after they get out of the Marine Corps and want to pursue like a master's and whatever they have their bachelor's degree in, because uh, you can knock out a bachelor's degree in the Marine Corps in like three years, vice like if you want to do it faster than that, it's like if you put your mind to it and you, you focus on school, you can do it in like two years because all of your the the training that you get in the Marine Corps um, is college accredited, meaning you receive college credits for those actual uh, trainings that you have been through in the Marine Corps. So a lot of your normal traditional classes you would take in college will be knocked out in like without you even stepping foot into the classroom yet. So. I mean, I said that, that's that's in a nutshell what the the, the um, GI Bill um, is is uh, the perks for it. So, awesome, that's that's pretty cool, um, and that's that's uh, obviously really helpful to anyone that that goes that route. Uh, I had a I do have a friend of mine who was a, um, an Army Ranger, and um, he this is a few years ago. Um, he when he bought his home, he had like some specific type of loan. And now I know, Elizabeth, this is probably far from your mind right now, but in a few years, it's closer than you think. In a few years, um, you might be interested in, in homeownership. Um, 
and, and he, he got some kind of special loan or something because he was an army ranger. Um, the, could you talk maybe about some of those different ki kinds of perks that you might get through the military? Uh, yes, sir. So, so you're talking about the, uh, the VA home loan. Um, so in a traditional loan, like if you was to go buy a house, like a first, uh, purchase a house, um, you have to put some type of down payment down or some collateral. Um, as most homeowners know the process of buying a home. Um, so with the VA home loan, you don't have to put any money down, like, and you get a fixed interest rate. So meaning like the banks don't get to use you, um, as far as like, you being a person to like loan your money and, and gain, collect interest off you. Um, so you put no money down um, and you could buy, purchase the house um, of your choosing. And I'm looking at Illinois, some pretty nice houses. Out here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been looking around. Um, I know that Arlington Heights area is pretty nice. Um, so sure. as far as homes, so, so, so I've been definitely some more benefits there um, for, for different things that you can get after the military. Um, I do want to jump back into Elizabeth's story a little bit. Um, so I know we talked about kind of how you got into thinking about, you know, the Marine Corps was something you wanted to pursue. You said a friend kind of helped talk you into it. Um, so what made you decide, you know what, like, hey, this is really, I really do want to pursue this. Um, you know, you, you get your friends in your ear a little bit. It's kind of like trying something new, you know, go to art club, right? Well, then eventually you got to go to art club and decide, you know what, this does sound great. So why don't you talk a little bit, maybe more in detail about when you decided, hey, this is really a, sounds like a great opportunity. Yeah. So, um, you know, after much thinking about, you know, college life or military life and, you know, benefits of both, um, I thought I didn't want to stay, you know, home and go to college because I like school, but I don't think I like it that much to want to, you know, go to it after high school. Because like Staff Sergeant Green said, I've already done about 12 years of school and I just kind of wanted a break. Um, so after my friend left for boot camp, I came in contact with Staff Sergeant Green. We sat down, we talked, he told me about, you know, the benefits and he kind of explained more about it because I was absolutely clueless. Um, before I came and talked to him. So um, yeah, I think uh, just kind of reflect, reflecting on my future into like kind of a deeper sense and just uh, talking to him kind of made me realize that I could take this opportunity and um, just, I don't know, just kind of realize how far this opportunity could take me. And I, I knew that I would get um, different experiences from, you know, a college student and I would get um, just, like I could say that, you know, I was a Marine and, you know, I fought for the country and I could also say that I also attended college. So I don't know, I think it's just a, a step in life that not everyone uh, can take. So, yeah. Awesome. So at, uh, what, what other things have you done uh, um, at, as a student at Wheeling High School or what other things have you taken an interest in um, you know, are you involved in any sports, any clubs, anything like that? Yeah, so I am in the vocal program. So I'm in both gospel and mosaic um, with Mr. Colella. I'm also in the band program. Uh, so I did marching band and regular concert band. Um, and uh, sports wise, I did track, cross country, and uh, basketball. So I've kind of 
explored a little bit and uh, and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm also an orchestra. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's uh, definitely what they would, I think they would call well-rounded, you know, got a lot of arts in there, sports, athletics. Um, did you have anything that you particularly really enjoyed that, that was kind of your favorite or were you just kind of in, kind of liked everything? Um, I think I'd say band just because it's been in my life for some time. I mean, I joined band when I was in fifth grade, so I've kind of been doing it for a long time and um, over time it's just uh, become more and more of a passion. Um, I would say sports as well because um, I'm a little bit con competitive so um, I like the competitive side of you know being in a sport um, and you know all three of the ones that I mentioned gave me that so yeah but I would say band um, definitely. Okay cool so do you think there are <clears throat> things that you learned from being um, involved in band that you will um, that will benefit you as you pursue your military career? Uh, well, definitely, yeah. Uh, there's actually a job in the military where you can actually be in the band. Uh, unfortunately, that's not what I want to pursue in the military because I think that I've just kind of, you know, I've been doing that for too long and uh, I just want to experience uh, a different job in the military. Um, but I think that being in band has taught me um, well, not only how to play an instrument, but how to interact with music and people and just, I don't know, it's given me a new way of seeing life. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what I could uh, take. Uh, I don't know how I can relate that with the military, but I just know that there is like a job option to be like in the band in the military. Sure, sure. So, you know, uh, Staff Sergeant Green said earlier, you know, he's kind of uh, like a technology specialist. I, I can't remember specifically what he said. So what what job or career through the military are you interested in in taking? Um, so I haven't, uh, I don't have like a definitive job just yet, but um, I am looking into like combat cam where I deal with cameras and videography and stuff because that sounds pretty cool to me um, and that sparks an interest. Um, but there are, there are many, many jobs in the military. So I'm just still kind of um, uh, uh, viewing them and stuff and researching them and everything. So, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, still a little undecided. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so my next question is kind of, um, what what kinds of things do you think you will need to um, improve on as as you move through the military? What are some of the areas where you think uh, maybe they're not your strengths and, and you feel like the military is going to either help or, um, uh, or or things you just already know like you need to improve upon within your own self? Uh, well, definitely strength. I think that while being in the military, it'll keep me you know, fit, which is something that I want to continue being um, and how to be consistent with that as well. Um, communication, I just want to be better at communicating, you know, my thoughts because I can shy away from them sometimes and, um, you know, not express them. Uh, building friendships and connections, hopefully, is something that I uh, will pursue. Um, but that's kind of like what I hope to get from it. So, yeah. 
Sure. And I think that you hit on like communication and, and being a little bit nervous, sometimes maybe not wanting to upset someone by relaying a message or telling them something. And I think that is something that as an adult is one of the hardest things to learn how to do, how to have difficult conversations, how to communicate with other people. It's also one of the most important things to be able to do is to be able to um, communicate with other adults about problems or issues that you're having and how you can solve those things. Um, definitely a very difficult skill. And uh, Staff Sergeant Green, you've already kind of, uh, you know, gone through this process for a few years. So why don't you tell us some of the things you learned about yourself and some of the areas that you felt like um, maybe you knew were areas you needed to improve on or things you didn't know you needed to improve on as, as you went through, as you've been going through your, your military experience? Um, so communication, she hit it on the head. Um, so communication, like I'm a very outgoing person. I'm a very introverted or extroverted person. Um, I like to have fun. I like to laugh, joke and stuff, but before the Marine Corps, um, I've actually, like, I struggled with public, um, like public speaking. Right. Um, so the Marine Corps, like, like honed in on that weakness and made it a strength um, through, through, through the trial. Um, as far as like, I've had the opportunity to be an instructor uh, twice um, in my career, like teaching at like, um, so we have professional military education academies um, that each rank has to go through. Um, so I got the opportunity to teach at one of those academies. And I also had, to, I had the opportunity to be an instructor at my, uh, at my job. So teach people, teach, entry-level Marines, what I do as far as my career. Um, and it's been very rewarding um, because I was kind of scared, kind of nervous before I got in front of people. Like, man, I wanted to make sure everything was, all my I's was dotted and all my T's was crossed. And um, I knew what I was talking about and everybody wasn't looking at me funny. And till like the third or fourth time me going up there, I mean, I could teach you without a PowerPoint. Um, and just being on out here on this duty, um, it, which is, this is a temporary duty, being a recruiter. Um, you only spend three years out here in the, in the general public of America. And I've had the opportunity to give like class talks. That's one of, the, of our things we do. We come and give class talks about the Marine Corps, um, NROTC program. Um, and we give like career talks, basic career talks. And uh, um, once I got up there and, and in front of students, I mean, I could just go and go forever, you know, and just give them the information about like what I do as far as the Marine Corps and make them enjoy it, you know, even if they're not interested in the Marine Corps. Um, so public speaking is one of those things that, that yeah, it became a strength of mine. Um, just getting in front of a crowd, I don't know, and talking on any subject. Uh, it could be like last minute. And, and that's just what the Marine Corps like makes you um evolved to um just public speaking um of like hey i need this last minute class done okay i got it i'll do i'll do my best to do it um be confident um, confidence is one of those things too that the marine corps teach you just give you that confidence to be able to to get in front of people um and the confidence to really do anything and overcome your fears and your weaknesses and uh make those strengths um, so that's that's pretty much what it what it's done for me in these last 14 years Awesome. Um, do, do you think then, uh, would you say kind of the military, no matter who you are and or what your strengths and weaknesses are, 
that the military is going to kind of expose you to your own weaknesses and help you develop those no matter what? Uh, yes. Yes. The Marine Corps is, is good about doing that as far as like <laughs> seeing your weaknesses and helping you to get over the hump of those challenges of overcoming your weaknesses. And then at the end of the day, you're going to become better for it. Because um, that's like one of our, our things. We take citizens out, out of the rural towns and every part of America and just return them as valuable assets to their community. So. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, that's a great answer. Um, Elizabeth, I kind of want to, I want to jump back to you um, and talk about um, what, what do you think you would consider success in a military career over the next what how long is the the contract with the marine corps that that you'll be serving you know is it two years or is it four years uh so it depends for you know what job you get and everything but okay. for me it'll be four years okay um, so what would you define as like success after four years four years from now um you know you're, you're finishing up that that initial um, Marine Corps contract, what, what would you define as success? Um, I think definitely in, you know, in whatever job I end up choosing uh, to be good at, um, to have learned, you know, an ability, a new strength, a new skill. Um, I know that I'll be learning a lot while in the Marine Corps. I know that I'll be meeting uh, new people, uh, different people, um, but just really being good at, uh, what I'm told to do really. Um, so if I have to do something, you know, having success in that, it's just, it's small goals for me. And then to reach that end goal of, you know, my contract just for it all to have been worth it and everything, which I know it will be. So I'm excited um, to just see, you know, how I will be then uh, hopefully a lot more uh, confident, but um, yeah. Sure, and that's kind of a, a tough question. A lot of times I ask that, that question and you can kind of, or, or other students can kind of speak to their specific area, like a sport or a, or a club, like, oh, you know, in football, well, what's what's successful going nine and oh or something, you know, with the military or, or, or maybe even similar to someone going into college, like what's success? Well, being good at my job. Well, what's success in college? Well, getting that piece of paper at the end, you know, just get, uh, getting the degree. Um, so it's kind of hard to define when you're kind of not exactly sure what your path is strictly going to be um, and, and you're still figuring it out. So um, I think absolutely having some sort of evaluation and, and being able to say, hey, other people, the people in charge of me are saying I'm doing a good job. That's that's what's success for me. That's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And we, you know, Staff Sergeant brought up confidence where do you think confidence comes from how and how do you develop confidence um i think uh well in the marine corps i definitely think you know um before you become a marine you go through 13 weeks of boot camp um where they test uh, not only your physical strength but you know your men your mental um strength so i think that just standing up for yourself, doing your best, doing everything at 100% of the time, all the time. Um, 
and just being able to like voice what you think at a respectable, you know, level. Um, I think that over time that will develop confidence. I don't think that confidence is a thing that, you know, happens overnight. I think that over time um, you develop confidence. So, yeah. Definitely. Staff Sergeant, I kind of wanted to throw that question back over to you as well. After, again, already having some of the experience, where do you think you developed some, some confidence from um, as far as your military experience? Um, I could say just um, like she said, I mean, that's boot camp. That's like the foundation, right? So just earning the title of United States Marines uh, because uh, that during that 13 weeks, you're, you're going to earn that title to, becall, to become, um, even be called a Marine. Like you're not even called a Marine up until that point where they put that eagle banker in your hand and they shake your hand and say, congratulations, Marine. So just that, I mean, that's the foundation, but in your career, um, you're going to be put in certain like uh, situations to where, right, you're going to be confident and bold to overcome your fears um, in the face of adversity. Um, so it's a lot of challenging tasks that the Marine Corps gives you and you're responsible for as far as like in my job, um, if I do something wrong, right, I have to have confidence in myself. Somebody could get like an airplane could crash and die. And now I have that person's blood on my hands. Um, not to put it like that, but as far as like that person could have died because of my mistake, um, because I didn't have confidence to say something was wrong or to fix something that was wrong with a, a, a part that I was working on. Um, so in each, each job, you have those challenges of somebody's life could be at stake um, as far as like you making a wrong decision. So, I mean, they develop it, the Marine Corps just develop it as far as like your training and education and, um, just preaching upon like the Marines do the right thing all the time, even when nobody's looking. Um, and it just build, it builds your, you, you up as a leader and as far as being confident in your abilities. Absolutely. You know, you're kind of hitting on, um, I think like responsibility within having a job and, and obviously not every job has the responsibility of lives could be like physically at risk. Like people could literally die if I, if I don't do my job properly. But I think that's something maybe I alluded to earlier when I was saying, you know, about being a student, I felt like I could do school all day. Well, the responsibility of being a student is really, it's yourself, you know, it's, it's your grades, your future, your, um, you know, GPA and, and how well you want to do and how much you really want to um, learn, you know, now as a, as a teacher, you know, I have a responsibility of taking care of students, making sure those, that next generation is ready to go and, and has those, the skills that they need to be successful at, at the next level, whether it's college or the military or going right into the workforce. And, um, you know, if I'm not doing my job, you know, no one's going to die necessarily, but you don't want to look back and, and think like, you know, I'm an English teacher. Well, you know, these kids don't have the writing skills necessary to be successful after high school. I don't want to think that, you know, that could be partially my fault because I didn't do good enough of a job for them. Um, so I think that's in a lot of teachers' minds, you know, and, and sometimes when teachers get stressed out and upset, they're, that's how they feel. They feel that same kind of pressure, um, again, towards not as severe, 
um, of someone's physical life, but definitely, you know, they want to make sure everyone's prepared. Um, so I, I think that's something that uh, you need a lot of practice. Um, I, I know the, the original question was about, was about confidence and, and um, where does it come from? And I think that when I talk with a lot of athletes and, um, and uh, performers, most people say preparation you know, preparation, doing things over and over and over again, practicing, uh, rehearsing, those kinds of things. And most people get an immense amount of confidence because they've done something so many times that they know they're going to be successful when they do it. And then there's like a small group of people that are just immensely confident. And sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can be bad um, just because they're, they believe in themselves no matter what. Um, but a lot of times it's that preparation. And as, as young people, um, we don't have as much life experience, so we don't have that preparation yet. So um, definitely something the military seems to, that I hear about people that go into the military is whatever it is they go into, they get a ton of preparation and feel very prepared. Um, so um, moving right along, um, let's jump into, um, what are some adversities, Elizabeth, that, that maybe you've already dealt with in, in your life and, and how you think maybe those will help propel you in your military career? Um, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I think just, I had, yeah, I don't know if Satra and Game wants to answer this one first, but I cannot think of anything. Right now. Take a second to kind of think about, we all have them. Um, you know, we all have them. Um, you know, that's that's one that also can be sometimes difficult to answer. Um, I know it's it's harder for me. Um, so, Staff Sergeant, why don't you jump jump in and, and Elizabeth, you take a minute to think about it, and uh, we'll come back to you. Um. So adversities. Um. So before I joined the Marine Corps, or like since I've been in the Marine Corps. Um. Well, why don't we do kind of kind of both? Talk about maybe something that happened in, in your young life that, that maybe was very difficult or, or something you had to overcome. And then, uh, you know, if there's a, some, I'm sure there's been things over 14 years, um, something else you want to kind of mention, maybe about how the military, your experience in the military helped you overcome. Okay. Um, so let me just start with like my childhood. Um, so I belong to a family of five boys. Um, so it's five of us. Um, I'm a middle kid. Um, I have two younger brothers. One of them joined the Air Force. Um, my my young my other youngest brother, they're twins. So my other youngest brother, he's a stand-up comedian in LA. Um, we we actually did a podcast before. <laughs> so so I'm not new to the podcast ring, but uh, we did a podcast together for a little while. Um so my older two brothers have been like in and out of the prison system since we, they were like teenagers. Um, and me going through high school and seeing my older, well, my oldest brother, he got, he got incarcerated in uh, like my junior year of high school. Um, my mom was pretty down about it. Like she didn't want me to become what they became. Um, in a sense, like he didn't, they didn't want, she didn't want me to follow in their footsteps. Um, that's why she kept preaching like college, college, college. Um, and I chose the Marine Corps. Um, so I wanted to set 
a different path of my life. Um, and I also have children of my own now. I have three children. Um, and I wanted to set them up for success in the future of as far as their adulthood of being a role model to for them to follow behind. Um, and yeah, my brother, my, my oldest brother is like taught me a lot of stuff um, about just like inner city stuff. Um, and they really was a role model of what I didn't want to be like. Um, and they'll tell you that to this day, like hey, they, didn't, they didn't want any of us younger ones to be like they were. So I chose the different path to join the Marine Corps because I wanted to, to, to set the mold. I wanted to re rewrite the history um, of my family. And the Marine Corps has done that for me about opening up so many doors as far as like going to college, being the first one to graduate from college. Um, I took my degree to my mom. She, she was in tears. Um, actually, um, even just when I graduated boot camp, my mom was just like, she was so against it when I first joined, but when she came to my boot camp graduation, she couldn't stop crying. So it was like, I was like, mom, stop crying. But she just kept crying. Um, so I just really wanted to, really wanted to set the mold, different path, walk a different path. And really in the Marine Corps, um, I really haven't had... Well, I really haven't had like that much, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was adversity, but there were challenges, meaning um, it was a challenge to do whatever they were expecting of me. Um, one of those things is um, I had the opportunity to go through what's called um, like swim instructor school. Wasn't a good swimming before I joined the Marine Corps, but uh, that was that was a challenge. Um, also, like I've had an opportunity to uh, go on like multiple trips around the world. A lot of people don't really like going leaving home, their homebodies. Um, I wanted to see and travel the world and go and get to much as much possible um, of the world as possible. I wanted to see. I wanted to go to all seven continents. I haven't been to Antarctica yet, but. <laughs> that ain't totally out of the question, but <laughs> that's the only that's one incredible. I have. Antarctica. You said what? No, I said that's incredible. You've been to you know the you know the other six. That's uh, you know that's that's something I, I feel like not a lot of people could say. Yes, and <laughs> I, I'm not planning on going to Antarctica. <laughs> no, <sorry>. Well, <laughs> six cool. is pretty good, man. Uh, you know that's that's pretty cool. I think a lot of people wish they could they could say that. And those are certainly some major major adversities um, that you spoke of with you you know with coming up and, and changing the um, kind of trajectory of your life with with the maybe the um, uh, the routine or the path that, that your older brothers had taken. And and um, um, you know obviously your mom's tears of of joy were for you know. For, for that as well, that, that you accomplished something that, that either nobody either had the opportunity or, or nobody uh, had, had done yet in your family. So, um, you know, those are, those are, you know, that's what it's all about. I think um, it's definitely a very cool story. Um, and, uh, you know, something that, that you should be, you know, extremely proud of. And it sounds like you are. Um, it's awesome. So, so Elizabeth, do you, do you, uh, have you been able to kind of think about, you know, 
maybe some of the adversities you've come up, you've had? Yeah. Um, so I've had a few, um, growing up, uh, my parents have just kind of always, you know, never really agreed on much. So I grew up in a, in a household of a bunch of yelling and arguing and just constant, just hurt. Um, which, you know, as a young kid, it's not really, you know, good for my mental health. But so anyways, I've grown up kind of with um, all of that. And then, you know, I also have kind of, I have a brother and three other sisters. So kind of like a full house in there. Um, and I've just, you know, with school and everything, my parents have never really pushed me to be my, you know, my ultimate best. They've never really asked me about like you know like hey how are you doing like or they were they weren't really like harsh so like they weren't like no you can't go outside because like you have to do your homework so I was just kind of I feel like on my own for most of my life um and I've truly felt alone for like a long time um so up until I got to into high school like I said college was like okay that's where I need to go because I felt like since no one you know, seems to kind of care about my life, I need to, because that's, you know, my life. Um, so when I got to high school, I was kind of like, I need a, I need to focus, I need to get good grades. Um, I had to like figure out stuff by myself, um, because my parents, uh, you know, they, they were from Mexico, so they weren't born here, and they didn't get the opportunity to go to college, um, and I only had one sibling that uh, went to college uh, and became a nurse, but out of um, kind of all of us, she was kind of like the only one. So I didn't really grow up with much college experience and um, obviously not military experience. Um, so I just, I guess uh, bringing that into like the military life, I'm excited to kind of be a part of something, um, be pushed to my, my full potential because I want to be, um, I wanna see, you know, how far I can go, um, just kind of see my strengths and accomplish you know that's kind of a big goal of mine in life to just even if it's like the smallest thing to just accomplish get it done um so yeah that's just kind of a little bit of you know my adversities yeah and those those are some you know, major adversities you know um there's a there's a big deal um you know coming up in a a home that that maybe isn't as as stable as you as you'd like it to be or you wish it was um feeling alone you know those are things that I think a lot of kids feel sometimes. And I mean, that's incredibly hard. Um, do, do you feel like maybe, um, and, and if you, you know, we can move on if you want, but I, I just want to ask, you feel like you felt alone or you felt like your parents, why do you think your parents weren't able to maybe give you the sport that you wish you had? Was it financial reasons? Was it, um, you know, they're, they're so busy or, or like, what do you think it was that, that made that maybe not, not as, as great or as structured as you, you wish maybe it had, been, it could have been? Yeah. Um, so I think that maybe they just saw it as kind of like, oh, like, um, not that school isn't important, but just that because they came here and got a job and they're pretty, you know, they're pretty successful for not having to uh, gone to college and everything, you know, they live a stable life. Maybe they thought, oh, like maybe uh, let's not push them that hard or maybe they didn't even think about it or talk about it with each other. Maybe I think there were just distractions in life that were kind of like 
they cared for us and provided for us and, you know, talked to us, but maybe I just think that they were just a little bit distracted with each other rather than, hey, my child, not that I didn't do good in school because I, I did my best, but um, I just didn't think they were like, oh, like, why, like, you need to raise your grades or like, why are you not doing good or just, yeah, maybe because they were distracted. So they might have been a little distracted and, and maybe weren't as as interested in your, your academic career? Do you think if your grades had maybe been poor that they would have been like in your, uh, you know, stepped in a little bit more and been like, hey, you know, you got to bring these grades up, you know, you, you need to be doing a certain level and maybe you were exceeding those expectations? Yeah, um, I think, I think that, um, you know, I think that's true. Um, I also think that maybe they didn't, like they don't know much about college or like requirements or like standards. So like maybe they didn't know like, oh, like you need to be getting A's to get into like a good college. Like I think maybe they just thought like, oh, you need to be like mediocre to, you know, go to college, um, which, you know, there's now it's like, well, I know how it is, but I don't think they did. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, going back again to kind of what I said earlier, which was like, I could play school all day, you know, and, and they're there is a system and a game to school. And, you know, if your parents grew up in a different country, you know, I'm just kind of speaking what, what I'm hearing here is maybe they don't really understand the game of school or, or how it works and what these marks mean or these letters that the school sends home. And so they're just kind of like, well, no one's calling and complaining about Elizabeth. So like, yeah, I'm fine. Right. Um, you know, and, and my, parents um you know kind of understood the game and there was like an expectation that you did well in school um, and I remember coming home with like a report card in like first grade right and I had all A's and B's and my dad was like he couldn't believe oh my god these grades are incredible you're doing so well da, da, da. and of course that made me excited as a first grader well little did I know my dad was a total bandit as a kid you know he didn't get good crazy <laughs> he didn't pay attention he didn't do anything so he was always excited so um real quick, I, I, I learned that, oh, this will make mom and dad really happy if I do well. Um, and it sounds like maybe that, not that your parents wouldn't have been excited, but maybe they, maybe they didn't understand if you were doing well or not. I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm guessing. No, yeah. And um, like you said, no one ever called home because there wasn't really a reason to, but um, I just wish I would have been like kind of pushed a little further um, so that I would have you know, succeeded at my max um, because, you know, I, I had to learn about like taking AP classes by myself. Um, and I just, you know, I had to kind of figure out that all out um, on my own. Um, well, with the help of teachers and, you know, counselors and everything. But I mean, like from my parents' side, um, I think that that little extra push um, just kind of would have been, would have been good for me sure. as an Sure. Yeah. You know, um, that, that's pretty incredible that you kind of looked into that and figured all that out and knew that that would be important for you. Um, speaking for myself, I, I, you know, I wasn't, I wouldn't have done anything like that. I would have just probably just floated. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. You know, how did you feel your experience thus far um, as a Wheeling High School student, you know, learning about those things, figuring those things out? How did you feel the staff, uh, your counselors, your teachers, how how did you feel they, they did with um, 
maybe educating you about those things so that you could pursue um, those those different things? Uh, I think they did a, a really good job. I mean, when I was a, an eighth grader, I remember um, like the the CNA teachers came over to our middle schools and kind of were talking about the, the health careers um, kind of uh, class course. And I, they like kind of hooked me on. And I remember freshman year, my counselor was like, yeah, it's like a three-year program. You can become a CNA in high school. Like that's a pretty big accomplishment, um, you know? And so when she kind of directed me that way, I thought, oh my God, I'll be a CNA. Maybe I could go into nursing. It kind of just opened a bunch of new um, like outlets for me, like things that I didn't even know, like I could do while I was a high schooler. As um, as of like AP courses and everything like that, I, I had teachers kind of tell me like, oh, like this is kind of like an upper class. If you want to do it, you get the college credit. Um, I just think that, you know, the, the teachers at Wheeling and the counselors, they know what they're doing. Um, and, you know, if you, if you ask for help, you'll most definitely get it. Um, and I just think, I think that was great. I think that uh, they're doing a really good job. Awesome. Well, I'm glad there was some some benefit there. There's been some benefit, and you've had some support um, from the school system. Um, what do you think makes being a Wheeling High School student different, or a Wheeling High School student athlete, or or performer? What do you think makes it different from some of the other schools, maybe in the area? Um. Well, Wheeling High School is very diverse. I think that's like our number one like compliment, um, like aspect. Um, I just think that Wheeling students kind of have like an inner fight, like with other schools, I kind of see like, I don't know, like Wheeling loses, but like we'll fight back because we have like that adrenaline and that's like in sports or in band or like things that I've been in. Um, I just, I feel like there's like an inner fight that we have because we see other schools as kind of like, I don't know, just really different. Um, and their competitive, our competitive side is, is very different. I feel like we both aim for different things. And I don't know. I just think, I think that Wheeling students, um, there's something special. And, and, you know, every student that goes to Wheeling, I think, um, which, you know, I see it in performances and I see it in people playing sports. I just think that there's like a spark that I don't see, you know, seeing Hersey football players or like <laughs> Buffalo Grove band players. Like I just... I think it's different and I think it's special. So, for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, let me tell you a, a little bit of story because this kind of comes up. I, I ask a lot of people that question and, and they kind of at some, at some point or another always allude to, you know, the lack of success in, in the win-loss column for Wheeling. Now, when I was in high school, uh, I went to Hersey. So I just went down the road and we <laughs> wrestled Wheeling every year. And it was the uh, it was the day on the calendar that I would circle, and I feared the most because Wheeling High School wrestling for a, a, about twenty years, and I'm trying my butt off to keep it rolling, was insanely good. And we would just even if they weren't the best team in like our conference, they would roll us every year. And it was this attitude. This Wheeling kids would come in, and they were just like the baddest dudes on the planet. And they would just roll us up, pin. I mean, my senior year, we lost 66 to six um, to Wheeling. It was my senior night. I was the only one that won the ma won a match. And, uh, you know, my coach was furious. It was just, it was the worst. It was just like, oh, we got Wheeling, we got Wheeling. And so I kind of have had the experience of Wheeling is these, all these 
bad dudes who just, you know, have all this ooze confidence and attitude of being a winner and being successful. And, and that was always my experience of wheeling. So I know that that exists in the student body here at wheeling. And, um, what do you think teachers, coaches, um, people, the, the people in charge, what do you think that they can, can do to build maybe a culture that was like what I'm describing is, is the wheeling wrestling culture from out the, the, you know, late nineties through you know, basically till now. Um, I think just kind of being humble because that's something I don't see in other schools. Um, being humble, knowing that, you know, a loss is okay. We'll get them next time. Um, kind of bringing, like if we're talking about a sport, like kind of just uh, making the teammates just kind of bond more, having more like a family kind of thing. Um, just kind of realizing that, that, you know, just do your best at the end of the day. Be nice, <laughs> like to not only your team, but like other teams. I just think that, um, I don't know, uh, having a care in, in your, in your, in your, uh, like as a coach, like caring about your players and, you know, what they think, asking for advice on what they could do better, just interact, interaction, I feel like is a, is a big one. Um, communication, just, you know, being there, I feel like, I don't know, just a bunch of things that would just kind of like a coach or a teacher should, should, should know. Yeah, I think I think your answer is is wise beyond your years, Elizabeth. Um, as a as a coach, um, I learned very quickly. I, I had some success as a as a wrestler, and and um, you know when you wrestle at a when you compete in college athletics, you 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 get what doesn't matter what level, you can get really really freaking good, um, comparative to a high school student, really fast. Um, so I, in my first teaching job, coaching job, I came in and, and they had a really, you know, the team I was coaching had a really good team. And I learned very quickly that nobody cared how much I knew or, or how good I was as far as like the kids I was coaching until they kind of had a relationship with me and they trusted me and they knew who I was as a human being and who I was as a person and that I was truly there to, um, to help them, you know. So those first couple of years, out of the gate were tough um, because I was having trouble developing those relationships um, with some of the ki older kids who had been there. And I realized, you know what, I need to start building relationships with the, the freshman kids and, and getting to know them and talking to them in the hallways. And um, another thing, you, you know, you were saying being humble. Um, uh, you know, from, again, I, I speak a lot from being a wrestler and, uh, my wrestling coach in college was one of the best wrestling coaches in the country, um, barring anything. He was a 1998 world team member. He's traveled all over the world to wrestle. Um, you know, jobs will open up, wrestling jobs, Big Ten wrestling jobs, you know, um, Big 12 wrestling jobs. Um, and people will bring this guy's name up and be like, oh, he's going to move to Oklahoma to go, you know, coach at, o you know, the Oklahoma, the Sooners and stuff. And, you know, he was never going to do any of that. But anyway, he, you would never have known he was world-class at something. He was just the most nicest, humblest guy in the world. Um, wrestling him was like wrestling, trying to wrestle a brick wall, but he was, um, 
the nicest guy in the world, but he developed this relationship with you that made you believe that you could do anything. And um, I, I think your answer is awesome. I think that we do need to continue um, teaching kids to be humble, teaching kids to develop their skills and to, to keep their nose to the grindstone and, and, and never give up and, and quietly uh, um, continue to work and, and know that kids, know that the people around you, the, the people in that building care for you and believe in you and want what's best for you. And I think that's missing sometimes in teaching. I think that's missing in coaching and not just in wheeling, just in general in the world that I didn't become a teacher because um, for any other reason other than I want to help people. I just want to help whoever, whoever wants my help, I'm here to help. Um, and, and I think the more people that think about that every day, um, as far as any job that they do, I, I think uh, things will be, be a little bit better in the world. Um, so, you know, man, this is going real fast. Um, you know, a couple more questions here. Um, and, and I want to get Staff Sergeant uh, uh, Green involved again. I know we've been kind of talking about the, the wheeling community a little bit. But uh, what is your vision for yourself, uh, Elizabeth? And uh, uh, what is your vision for yourself um, over the next few years? What do, what do you see yourself doing in the next five or 10 years? Um, well, uh, starting off with, you know, now my senior year, graduating, completing boot camp, um, becoming Marine, um, and then in the military, just kind of, I know I've kind of been repeating myself, but just learning uh, new abilities and new skills that I most definitely uh, wouldn't have learned on my own if, you know, I would have stayed home and gone to college. Um, you know, in boot camp, like, you know, you'll learn how to shoot a gun. I personally have never even held a gun or shot one. So I'm a little bit excited, but I'm also a little bit scared. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of, you know, just something that like, I'll be able to learn and say that I did, um, because I don't think I would have done that, you know, if I, if I wouldn't have, you know, joined the military. Um, but yeah, just kind of completing uh, my contract and then going off to college, getting a degree, getting a job for that degree. Um, and then just kind of cruising through life, I guess, just kind of being content to where I am, being happy. Um, you know, having a family of my own someday. So, yeah. Absolutely. And Staff Sergeant Green, the question I wanted to ask you was, um, what advice would you give your, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself uh, 14 years ago when you, when you started your military career? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, I would say, um, I would just say, try something I never did. Um, I could say recruit. Well, being a recruiter is 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 a lot. Uh, is a lot. Like, uh, it's a very stressful job, but it's only for three years. But at the same time, it's it, for as much stress as you do have with the job. The reward at the end is just seeing that young individual fresh out of fresh in high school 
Um, and then they become a Marine. And then like, I can say like, I've had guys that I put in, in the Marine Corps from Wheeling um, that when I saw the picture of like them just graduating boot camp, I wanted to cry. Like, <laughs> there's been times where I'm like, oh man, I remember, I remember you when you was in those halls of Wheeling, you know what I'm saying? And I talked to you and how you told me like what you wanted out of the Marine Corps. And I told you how the Marine Corps can get you that. Um, so I would say, just going back to the question, what I give my younger self, um, I would say just be patient, you know, and take, take a lot of opportunities that you're uncomfortable with. Um, because uh, it's only going to make you better. Um, so yeah, I would say a lot of opportunities that I've taken in the Marine Corps has been great, but I really wish I would have took a lot more opportunities that the Marine Corps is able to like tap into and will would have put me in uncomfortable uh, situations, but at the same time, it would have made me better, so. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely being uncomfortable, being patient, those things are super important to to growing for sure, to developing some skills and, and whatever it is you want to do. Um, all right. So my last question, the name of the podcast is what does it take? So Elizabeth, what does it take to be a successful Wheeling High School student? Um, definitely courage, dedication, um, having goals for yourself completing them, um, just kind of, you know, doing your best. I just, uh, I don't know, I feel like there's like infinite answers to this question, but just kind of, you know, do what you can. And, you know, if you did what you could, uh, just be happy with that. Um, everything happens for a reason. So go for it. I wow. think, I don't <laughs> yeah. And Staff Sergeant Green, what does it take to be a successful uh, Marine? Um, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of ways to answer that. Um, just being, uh, just being willing and able to accept the challenge, um, and just being ready to learn, uh, ready to be the best version of yourself, um, ready to be prepared um, mentally and physically, um, and ready to make the Marine Corps what you wanna make it. I can say that. Because um, you can morph the Marine Corps into what you want it to, to be. Um, and it can fuel your success. Kind of like Lisbeth um, Puli Gutierrez, uh, she, she's gonna pretty much take the Marine Corps and morph it into her little engine to get her to where she wants to be. Um, and, and she'll have the Marine Corps to thank as far as like the many opportunities that they're gonna give her to be successful in whatever career path she chooses. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's just being a Marine, being ready, being focused, ready for a challenge, overcoming your challenge and ready to be better, be a better version. I mean, cause you could be good uh, anybody could be good, but as far as the Marines, we push people to be great. And that's, that's just, just being a Marine. 
Awesome. I can't think of a better way to end this. I want to thank you both for, for spending some time with me today. I think it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed kind of hearing what you guys had to say and learning about your, uh, your experiences. Yes, yes thank sir. You for, uh, thank you. Us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. And uh, thank you for the opportunity um, to share her story, her being one of the first seniors in her class to, to join from Wheeling High School. Um, I just wanted her to get her story out here and uh, for everybody here. So awesome. thank you. Thank you guys. Okay. Have a great uh, rest of your day, rest of your week. And uh, hopefully I'll see, see both of you guys sometime. Uh, Elizabeth, maybe I'll see you down over at Confessions. Yeah. <laughs> With my little guys. Yes. <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Take care. You, you too, too, sir. Bye.